Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, November 1st. Cue the Christmas music. Let's start with the in case you missed it portion and then go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Obviously, we have to start with some World Series baseball. So the Braves took game one, winning six to two, and by far the MVP should go to Braves pitcher Charlie Morton because he was hit by a 102-mile-per-hour one-hopper from Guriel. Then he went in for an x-ray. They found nothing. He returned to the mound, and then six pitches later, which was the bottom of the third, he winced and left the game again to find out that he had fractured his fibula and was out for the remainder of the series, a.k.a. the rest of the season. So it didn't really matter in the final score because the Braves still ended up winning, but got to go give the MVP to Mr. Morton. Game two, Houston tied the series to be 1-1 with a 7-2 win in Minute Maid Park before the teams moved to Atlanta. The Astros rolled into the second inning, scoring four runs and never looked back from there. Game three, the Braves took it 2-0, and this was mainly due to the amazing pitching job by Ian Anderson, who pitched a no-hitter until the eighth inning. The Braves also took game four, 3-2, And then game five, if you tuned into the first inning, you probably thought Atlanta had this in the bag, and that would have been the entire World Series because Atlanta scored a grand slam to go up four zip. However, that lead only lasted into the third inning as the Astros just casually chipped away at it. This game definitely reminded fans that both the Braves and the Astros are known for their offense as this was a high-powered offensive game. The Astros ended up winning 9-5 to to take the series back to Houston for Game 6. Game 6 plays Tuesday night, and if we need it, Game 7 will be on Wednesday. I'm actually going to skip basketball news today as there wasn't a ton that went on over the last week and maybe do a double next week. 
But in college football, there were eight losses in the top 25, including three in the top 10. Five teams lost to unranked teams. Michigan State and their running back Walker III are proving that they deserve to be in the college football playoff discussion. But they got to go through the Buckeyes to get there. Walker is the first player to score five touchdowns against a top 10 team since 2001. Most by any player against Michigan ever. And do you know how long Michigan's been playing football? A long time. (laughs) Auburn QB Bo Nix continues to find his rhythm, stopping a high-powered offensive Ole Miss team. Houston upset SMU in a thriller that went to the final minute of the game. Both teams are now ranked, and that's really good news for Cincinnati. Miami handed Pitt and their Heisman candidate Pickett a loss. Florida hung around with Georgia for a while before the Gators had three turnovers in the last few minutes before the half. That just then discouraged it, and Georgia went on to roll. So why is Georgia the number one team in the nation? Well, not only have they put up Very impressive scores against some of their better opponents, a.k.a. Florida, almost getting the shutout for the first time in a long time against Florida. But Georgia's defensive line just looks unstoppable. They are just so hard to run touchdowns on, and even Kentucky had to run a perfectly executed touchdown drive to score points, and you just can't afford to do that every single time. Texas lost its third straight double-digit lead to a ranked Baylor. And of all the losses in the top 25, only one team was playing at home, and that was Pitt. So those losses were number 6, Michigan, number 9, Iowa, number 10, Ole Miss, number 12, Kentucky, number 17, Pitt, number 19, SMU, number 20, Penn State, and number 22, Iowa State. I'm going to go over this again in the What to Watch this upcoming week, but the college football playoff rankings come out on Tuesday. This is the first time we'll see them all season, so this is basically where that committee of ADs and past coaches will gather together and release their findings, and they usually differ from the AP poll, so let's see how different those are going to be and if those top four are who of who's in are the same. So let's drop a hashtag girlfriend hint here. Watch where the college football playoff committee places Cincinnati in this first ranking. If they put them in the top four now, it will be very hard to justify taking them out of the college football playoff if they don't lose. I expect Cincinnati to be outside of that top four. TCU will have to find a new head coach for the first time in 20 years years head coach Gary Patterson is now out and chose not to finish off the rest of the season after TCU lost to Kansas State 31 to 12 this was TCU's third loss in a row and you could just tell tempers were running hot when there was a melee where three players got ejected for throwing punches Patterson was the second longest tenured head coach behind Iowa who joined the school in 1999 Patterson joined in 2001 We will miss your serenades, Gary. He's known for playing on the guitar and singing to his team. Rumors are already swirling that TCU will probably go for SMU's head coach, Sonny Dykes, as he already knows the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but TBD. For Week 10, College Game Day will be at Cincinnati for the first time ever. Too bad it's just a game against Tulsa. But we have a top 25 showdown between number 12 Auburn and number 13 Texas A&M, which truly I think anyone can win that game. 
So on Upset Watch this week, I have number five, Michigan State, number 10, Wake Forest, number 12 or number 13, Auburn, Texas A&M, and number 18, Kentucky. In the NFL Week 8 recap, eight teams were within one score of each other. And hands down, the biggest news coming out of Week 8 was that the Cardinals suffered their first loss of the season to the Green Bay Packers, which was sealed by the interception in the end zone that would have resulted in a game-winning touchdown for Arizona. Also important to know from this game is that meme of Aaron Rodgers taking a late hit during that game. It's like him sitting on the ground with a very shocked look on his face, and it's everywhere. So just know that that meme came from this game. The Cowboys won their sixth straight game, even with their backup quarterback Cooper Rush as Dak Prescott rests his calf. The 1-5 Jets upset the Bengals despite trailing at halftime. The Titans won in overtime. The Lions remain winless after losing 44-6 to the Eagles. And the Packers, Cardinals, and Rams sit atop the leagues with seven wins apiece. Then we have some important injury news. In breaking news on Monday, Titans running back Derek Henry looks to have suffered a season-ending foot injury. This is huge because Henry is the league's leading rusher, not just their team, the league's leading rusher with 937 yards this season. That is 353 more yards than the next guy. He has also scored a league-high 10 rushing touchdowns. Henry went out towards the end of the game for medical attention and did get returned to the field, but it looks like he is out now. Saints quarterback Jameis Winston went out of the game against the Bucks after his knee bent awkwardly on a play, and it was a horse collar penalty. He is officially an ACL tear and is out for quite some time, if not the rest of the season. And Ravens linebacker Malik Harrison was shot in the leg by a bullet, not meant for him, but still, after a gathering in Cleveland on Sunday night. They were on a bye. And he is expected to be okay and is returning to Baltimore today. He started the first five games of the season, but has been beaten out of his starting spot lately, playing only 20 snaps in the last three games. And I know Denver fans are heartbroken. Broncos linebacker Von Miller will be moving from Denver to L.A. to join the Rams. Von Miller leads the NFL in sacks since 2011 when he joined the league with 110. Von Miller was extremely emotional as he has never played for another team since he left Texas A&M. But the Rams are one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year, so we hope that that works out for him. Going to the PGA Tour, we have a first-time PGA Tour winner in Lucas Herbert, who took home that victory at the Bermuda Championship over the weekend. He was on the Corn Ferry Tour until two months ago when he got his card in the finals. The field at Bermuda was not the best due to harsh COVID restrictions and a vaccine mandate. However, that didn't stop the Australian, who has now earned himself a spot to play in the Masters this season. In some quick Olympic news, you can tell we're getting really close to the 2022 Beijing Games as the medals have now been unveiled and Ralph Lauren revealed Team USA's closing ceremonies outfits. Undoubtedly one of the most popular stars of what will be the 2022 Olympic Games for Team USA, Nathan Chen struggled during Skate America a week ago, but was all done with that when he got to Skate Canada. He won the event with a score of 307.18 points. Before Skate America last week, Chen had won 14 straight events. That streak dates back to March of 2018. However, that was broken when he took home that third place. And again, in Skate Canada, he is back on top.
Following up on a story from the Summer Olympics, this was a big W for womankind as the International Handball Federation has now allowed women's teams to wear shorts instead of bikini bottoms. If you don't know what I'm talking about, there is a link in the blog to the original story about the Norwegian team that got fined for wearing shorts instead of bikini bottoms. There was a big story in the soccer world over the past week, and it is that Carly Lloyd wore a Team USA jersey for the last time as she said goodbye to the U.S. women's national team. Team USA took it very seriously, sending off Lloyd in winning style, winning 6-0 to zero against Korea. Lloyd scored 134 goals, the third most in women's team history, and played in 315 games. She also became the first American to score a goal in four different Olympics, and her 10 goals scored during those four games is a new record among USA players. The win over Korea was the 62nd consecutive unbeaten game on home soil streak continues. That's 56 wins and six ties. Lloyd exited the game in the 66th minute to a standing ovation in the stadium. That concludes what you missed over the last week. Now let's go over what to watch coming up. Tuesday, obviously, the World Series Game 6. The Braves will be in Houston playing the Astros at 7.09 on Fox. Again, Atlanta leads the series 3-2, to two, so all they need to do is wrap up this game, and they win. If they don't, and the Astros take it home, we go to Game 7 on Wednesday, also at 7.09 on Fox, to see who takes the World Series. We have six NBA games televised on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday at either 6.30 or 9 o'clock on TNT or ESPN. The college football playoff ranking show comes out for the first time on Tuesday at 7 p.m. on ESPN. This will now be a weekly event, and these rankings will be the ones used on the website. However, on Mondays, I'll have the original AP rankings as they're the only ones that update on Monday. For our top 25 games of the week, we have Wake Forest at UNC at 11 a.m. on ABC. We have Auburn at Texas A&M as the only ranked first ranked showdown at 2.30 on CBS. Michigan State, I think, is going to have some trouble with Purdue at 2.30 on ABC. Game day will be at Cincinnati versus Tulsa at 2.30 on ESPN2. And I also think Tennessee will give number 18 Kentucky a run for their money at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. Monday Night Football this week is the Giants at the Chiefs at 7.15 on ESPN. Thursday Night Football is the Jets at the Colts at 7.20 on Fox. Then we have eight games at noon, depending on your location, on CBS or Fox. We have the Chargers at the Eagles at 3.05 on CBS. We have two games at 3.25, again, depending on where you're located. And the Titans at the Rams at 7.20 on NBC. November 8th, Monday Night Football, is the Bears at the Steelers at 7.15 on ESPN. It is a loaded PGA Tour field this week at the Worldwide Technology Championship at Mayakoba. Round 1 is televised at 2 p.m. on Golf Channel starting Thursday through Sunday is the final round at 1 p.m. The New York City Marathon will be televised on ABC at 4 p.m. on Sunday. And that's about wraps it up for this week. Again, if you want more information or you want to see what other sports are being televised or more details on the stories, go check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. And I hope to see you all next week.